Please join in our entrance hymn number 293, God of Mercy and Compassion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome again to Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the fifth Sunday of Lent. Over these uh, Sundays of Lent, uh, we're especially reminded of the mercy of God. To begin the Mass then, and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God... And to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord have, Lord, have Christ, have Lord, have Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. By your help, we beseech you, Lord our God, may we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, 
who made a way through the sea, a path in the great waters, who put chariots and horse in the field, and a powerful army, which lay there never to rise again, snuffed out, put out like a wick. No need to recall the past, no need to think about what was done before. See, I am doing a new deed. Even now it comes to light. Can you not see it? Yes, I am making a road in the wilderness, paths in the wilds. The wild beasts will honour me, jackals and ostriches, because I am putting water in the wilderness, rivers in the wild, to give my chosen people drink. The people I have formed for myself will sing my praises. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What marvels the Lord worked for us. What marvels the Lord worked for us. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, on our lips there were songs. What marvels the Lord worked for us. The heathens themselves said, what marvels the Lord worked for them. What marvels the Lord worked for us. Indeed, we are glad. What marvels the Lord worked for us. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they What marvels the Lord worked for us. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. What marvels the Lord worked for us. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. I believe nothing can happen that will outweigh the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For him I have accepted the loss of everything, and I look on everything as so much rubbish if only I can have Christ and be given a place in him. I am no longer trying for perfection by my own efforts, the perfection that comes from the law. But I want only the perfection that comes through faith in Christ and is from God and based on faith. All I want is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and to share his sufferings by reproducing the pattern of his death. That is the way I can hope to take my place in the resurrection of the dead. 
Not that I have become perfect yet. I have not yet won, but I am still running, trying to capture the the prize for which Christ Jesus captured me. I can assure you, my brothers, I am far from thinking that I have already won. All I can say is that I forget the past and I strain ahead for what is still to come. I am racing for the finish, for the prize to which God calls us upwards to receive in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ, King of eternal glory. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me will never die. Praise to you. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At daybreak he appeared in the temple again, and as all the people came to him, he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and Pharisees brought a woman along who had been caught committing adultery. And making her stand there in full view of everybody, they said to Jesus, Master, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery, and Moses has ordered us in the law to condemn women like this to death by stoning. What have you to say? They asked him this as a test, looking for something to use against him. But Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with his finger, And as they persisted with their question, he looked up and said, If there is one of you who has not sinned, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and wrote on the ground again. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the eldest, until Jesus was left alone with the woman who remained standing there. He looked up and said, Women, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go away and don't sin any more. The Gospel of the Lord. In Brunei, they have just passed a law over the last few days that says that they will stone people who are found to be gay. There is rightly an outcry against this. There is something brutish and uncivilised about what's being proposed. It's as if it returns to mob violence, mob justice and kangaroo courts. Of course, the reality is that there is no crime that has been committed. And if there is no crime, then there is no one who is guilty. And if there is no one who is guilty, there is no need for punishment, especially not for stoning. 
In today's Gospel, there is also a stoning about to take place, this time of an accused woman. The crime is adultery. And of course, as you know, it takes two to commit adultery, and there is no sign of the man in question. The woman herself has been singled out, and already the case seems weak. The crowd themselves that gather around seem happy to hand out the punishment, that is, until they are stopped in their tracks. They are not entitled to hand out this punishment if they also have sinned themselves. And what we're told in the story is that they go away one by one. But the real heart of the story is in what happens at the end of it. Jesus says to the woman, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus says, Neither do I condemn you. Neither do I condemn you. Those words echo through the ages in actual fact. Neither do I condemn you. God does not condemn us, but rather shows mercy to us. God doesn't condemn us, but shows compassion. God doesn't condemn us, but he acquits us. God doesn't condemn us, but he forgives us. In those words then, those simple words, we have some idea of who God really is. He doesn't condemn, but he grants mercy and forgiveness. He doesn't cast the stone, but he shows mercy. By contrast, as you know yourself, we find it all too easy to condemn, to set ourselves up as judge and jury, and to find a person guilty. There is often no mercy, no compassion, no forgiveness, and certainly no turning of the cheek. How easily we find it to judge and condemn the other, even when we don't know all the facts. We jump to conclusions, to judgments, and to condemnations. There is a saying, as you know, that people in glass houses should not throw stones. And maybe that's just exactly what this story is all about. Neither do I condemn you. These words are loaded with mercy and compassion. They are in actual fact the divine judgment on the world. God does not condemn the world, but God sends his own son that might be saved and have life. We all live by these words, their mercy and their compassion. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Trusting in God who always deals fairly, justly and mercifully with us, we make our prayers to him. For the people caught up in the floods in Iran, for those who have lost their life, for those injured and those made homeless, Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For our country, making decisions about its way in the world, for wisdom and prudence for our leaders who are discerning what should be the way ahead. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That Lent will renew our spiritual lives and lead us to be closer to God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. That all countries may pass laws that bring justice and respect the human rights of all its citizens. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the strength not to condemn and not to judge unfairly our neighbour. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those on holiday at this time of year, for rest when they are away, and for safety in travel. Lord, hear us. Please remember in your prayers, Tommy Murray, and all who have died uh, recently, and all those anniversaries that were asked to remember. Heavenly Father, in these Lenten days, we ask you to increase our faith and to give us the gift of a stronger faith that helps us to meet the challenges of the day. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Join in hymn number 574, Peace, Perfect Peace.
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Hear us, Almighty God, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously purify them by the working of this sacrifice, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For through the saving passion of your Son, the whole world has received a heart to confess the infinite power of your love. Since by the wondrous power of the cross, your judgment in the world is now revealed and the authority of Christ crucified. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim. these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy in us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, 
we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my life, but only say the word to my soul.
please join in hymn number 397, Jesus my Lord, my God, my all. Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ in whose body and blood we have communion, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Strange as it might seem, uh, next uh, Sunday is uh, Palm Sunday, uh, beginning of Holy Week. And just to remind you that outside uh, we'll do the blessing of the palms and then we'll enter into procession into the church uh, just at the beginning of 10 o'clock Mass. Can I ask you just at the end of Mass if you uh, can just help out uh, go to the parish hall for a wee coffee morning. Uh, it's in support of someone who's going to Lourdes and uh, needs the kind of funds to get them there. As you can imagine, it's quite an expensive thing nowadays is uh, helping with HCPT, which is the Handicap Pilgrimage Trust uh, Easter, so it's a great uh, way of kind of uh, supporting him. So if you can, just to go into the parish hall uh, and support him in that wee coffee morning, that would be appreciated. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Go forth, the Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 286, Freely, Freely. <laughs>